A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. All right, Marshmallow mateys, Pete Donaldson with you. This is the Luke and Pete Show. I'm with Luke Moore. We're back for a game of fun and laughter and joy ever after. Sons and daughters, sons and daughters. Hi, mate. Hi. That was a TV show from the uh, 80s. I think it was Australian Sons and Daughters. It used to be uh, an, I remember unlo- it. an unlovable alternative to Neighbours or Home and Away. Known as Famously. I think Famously. If I, if I may use that... Um adverb as it is i think an adverb to describe the this by saying that um helen daniels of neighbors fame i believe started out in sons and daughters Pete. what you can't cross pollinate mind you there's been a few people who moved from home and away to uh it's a breeding ground flame and galars the lot of them and you're um opening to the show here um mm. and thank you very much to those listening very nice to have you along um to this joint and quite lengthy midlife crisis that is Girthy. the luke and pete show um, <clears throat> of saying uh, marshmallow mateys mm. is of course a reference for those who don't know to <clears throat> in my view certainly a top five tweet of all time it's up there from Alex Andreo I don't know who Alex Andreo is don't mm. really need to know I suppose but mm. he tweeted with a photo saying this entire shelf of own brand cereals sounds like an old English army major trying to find a euphemism <laughs> for gay men and the four cereals in question are frosted mini spooners Tutti Fruities, <laughs> Marshmallow Mateys, and Honey Nut Scooters. Oh, man. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, so I probably want to, I read it's top three tweets for me. I completely agree. I'll be mm. honest. The 17.4 thousand retweets that's got is not nearly enough. No. It's up there with when, who was the head of Sinn Féin? Jerry Adams. Jerry Adams uh, said that he had a real problem with his Christmas lights. Yes. Having, having to come into the house and turn his Christmas lights on and off when he left or, or approached yeah. his house. Uh, and somebody replied, I'm sure you can find someone who could build you a timer. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very good. <laughs> it's witty. It's, it's witty. witty. It is yes. witty. And speaking of wit, um, Pete, you and I are here for another half an hour or so. Okay, yeah. Um, and What, you know, what are we going to get up to? We're going to entertain people. We're going to make them laugh. We, uh, do you know what? <clears throat> big, for fans of Luke and Pete Show canon, mm. big, big news. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that uh, I met Christine and Stuart, aka Mr. and Mrs. Donaldson, for the first time last weekend. You did, yes. They came to uh, one of the Ramble live shows up in Newcastle. 
uh, after some haranguing. They really weren't into doing it, but uh, they, they came. They had very few comments about the, the, the content itself. Did but, they say uh, anything afterwards? Uh, I didn't see them afterwards. I saw them the next day where they'd had time to... Uh, to let sink in. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm struggling. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what they actually took from it, to be honest, because neither of them are that into football and they didn't really have any comments to make about the, the actual show itself. So uh, mm. I just feel it was just all a big waste of time. So my mum is very much a... I mean, she probably won't thank me for saying this, mm. but she doesn't listen to this show, so it'll be fine. Mm. She's very much a kind of show... She wants to be like a showbiz mum. So she's okay, quite right. kind of like... For her, mm. it would be perfectly fine to sit for two hours to see either me or my sister just sat on the stage. Right, okay, she's yeah, happy yeah. with that. Yeah. Oh, my kid's actually doing something. Get the camera out. Yeah, whereas my dad just likes to be outside because he's like an older dad. So he's <laughs> right, like, okay. great, get to have a few beers. Mm. Brilliant. Uh, as you remember, he got quite drunk at the Shepherd's Bush Empire show. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as he has every right to be. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, your parents, did they mention anything about meeting, meeting me or...? They didn't uh, in particular, no. Um, I, I can't really remember, to be honest. They're so lovely, your parents. They're such nice people. I think uh, they kind of, I also think they're scared of things, but then they also take some things in their stride as well. I can't really figure them out. My yeah. dad gifted me with a set of vintage gauge tools uh, in the uh, <laughs> at Newcastle train station the day after. What is a gauge tool? It's just like, I, well, I, it was a bit, it was basically like, it looks like Freddy Krueger's finger. Um, it looks like a little kind of crap Swiss army knife. Um, my dad gave us it and he went, I found this in the loft because they're doing that thing every year where they try and reduce the amount of stuff in the loft, <gasps> even though my parents, mate, that if, phase, if, the, if there are any parents listening, killer. if there are any parents listening, I'm fairly certain there are, why are you doing it? There's no need to reduce the amount. There's nothing in your loft. Don't worry about it. When you go, We'll just burn we'll it in the garden. <laughs> we'll burn it in the garden. You won't care about it. We don't care about it. We'll just burn it in the garden. Do you know what my mum used to do? She what? used to go up, she used to say, oh, last time you came to stay for the weekend, you left this t-shirt and this pair of socks here. Mm. So I've put it in that bag for you. So just, just take it when you go. Yeah, just in the, and be. in the bag, mate, will be like 45 annuals and VHS videotapes <laughs> and stuff I don't want in the loft. And she's yeah. expecting me not to notice. But she, but, but, but she doesn't see this stuff. My dad doesn't see this stuff. Like no, they don't. don't it's all up there. Don't worry about it. It's fine. But my dad's allowed to keep his gauging tools. Well, this is this is this is. A, I think this is a rich seam, as I always say. I think listeners should email us hello at lukeandpeacher for kind of clumsy gifts fathers have given their sons mm. because or their daughters. We don't want to exclude exclude the female listeners as well. But I remember on my twenty first birthday when everyone was having their twenty first birthdays. Yeah. a friend of mine, his dad. So he broke with tradition. In his family, the mum and dad together would give presents normally. That's the same in my family as well. But his dad broke with tradition and just for his 21st birthday, just gave him a drill. (laughs) Right. Brand new, wrapped up. And he said, because essentially what he was saying was, you're a man now. Have a drill. And a man needs a drill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was like, thanks, dad. I I don't think he's probably, he's probably never had any cause to use it. Yeah. Drills are, point, drills are pretty useful, though, aren't they? But at that point, is it university to... still? Mm, you know, yeah, you're not going to be heavy. using a drill. The battery in particular is very, very heavy. Exactly. So there must be examples out there of My dad once gave me a pacemaker. A pacemaker? What, for your heart? In the ho- we used to work for a hospital. We used to work in the electronics department. Wow. And of course, I guess that fits in the... Uh, I mean, I presume they come off the shelf, but presumably they either took one out of someone. But I just remember I had these kind of like parts that kind of moved. It moved. Hang, it was hang, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Mm. Yeah. A second-hand pacemaker? Or a faulty one. I don't really understand, to be honest. Yeah, you do. I definitely had one, though. That's Robin from the NHS. <laughs> what does it look like? I don't even know what it looks like. Uh, well, I just had a little Google. It looks like that, basically. It looks like proper old-school 70s uh, with amazing. two kind of aux cables going into it. It just goes in the chest, does it? Yeah. 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 
Fascinating. I'll tell you, my granddad had a, um, a stent put in. You know what a stent is? Like Stentals, a little, yeah. little balloon blows up a, a little mesh kind of thing to mm. open the, the artery up. Interesting. Anyway, so I met Christian Stewart. Very happy to do so. You look very much like your dad close up. I didn't fully realise mm. that from the photo. Well, my dad's lost a bit of weight uh, rather scarily uh, recently because he's never been able to lose weight ever. But suddenly, I th- he, his story is that his, that his doctor told him if he, you know, if he doesn't lose weight, he's going to get put on statins and he didn't want to do that. And I'm thinking... Um, my dad doesn't he's not a strong willed man let's say right what's his <laughs> diet like generally uh, noodles and beer just right. hot noodles uh, like my sort of abiding memory I, I cooked a roast or I, I, I got a roast cooked for me yesterday and uh, there was a some chicken left and I was thinking I'm not going to put that in the bin I'm just going to eat the rest of like eat it off the bone eat the yeah. chicken off the bone yeah, okay. secretly in the kitchen by myself but my dad used to whenever my mum would throw uh, the carcass of a chicken in the bin yeah my dad would haul it out of the bin and just kind of like graze on it. And he also, <laughs> of course, is up during the midnight hours. So I think my dog might be a fox. Right, he okay. eats carcasses right. and he and he and he's up at one o'clock in the morning. So, so he could be a fox. Yeah, I think my dad might be a fox. Talk to me through your mum's roast Sunday roast. Uh, my mum's Sunday roast is a... Uh, you had roast cooked for you yesterday. Presumably your mum cooked no, it. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, but you, we've talked about mum's Sunday roast before. It's 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 underwhelming. No, we've talked about a Christmas <laughs> roast potato. It's a slightly potato. different subject. <laughs> anyway, it was lovely to meet your parents. My favourite part of the whole um, evening, of course, we played a live football ramble show in Newcastle on Friday night. Pete's that mum and dad came along. Um, they turned up early, obviously, to see you because I hadn't seen you for a while. And you showed them around, put them on stage, and they sat in mine and your seats on stage while mm. we did the run through of all the videos. Adorable. And it was just, they were, I've never seen two human beings look more confused <laughs> as to why this was happening. My mum was like, uh, uh, who, made the, who made this song? <laughs> and she? I went, I think technically I did. Yeah. I mean, I got the music. Which one? The song at the start. I, 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 wasn't it mm. my lyrics, your music? Lennon and McCartney, mate. No, I think it was my lyrics. No, it was my lyrics, wasn't it? Was your, I asked everyone to come up with ideas and I gave what you they liked. One. You gave me more some because uh, yeah. everyone else is lazy. It was me who rhymed dinner with winner. Yes, that was uh, a master. It's going down as Lennon McCartney on the vinyl, mate. <laughs> I watched. I watched uh, the film about. Um, oh God, what's he bloody called? Elton bloody John, isn't it? Oh yeah, fucking Rocket Man, Reggie Man, Rocket Man, Reggie Man. They should call it Reggie Man. The Reggie Man. Yesterday, and obviously there's a division of labour there with the lyrics. I was thinking. Does it, I wonder what they I mean, what is this? Bernie is it, 50, Taupin, 50, is it? it Bernie Taupin? Is it 50 yeah. 50 their agreement? Because he must be coining it in for very, I mean, lyrics are important, but I'd say Elton John's lyrics aren't as important as the super sorrow music that he, he creates. Don't let Bernie you say that. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, it's not, you don't go, oh, I love Elton John's lyrics. No. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I imagine he would say it's as important. I'm sure he would, yeah. Yeah. I, I think but I just I wonder what their um, cut is, whether it's sixty forty or fifty fifty or either way. He's having a lovely old time. Yeah, mm. he, I mean he's sold. I mean how many records has Elton John sold? I mean come on. I think the film he sort of says he's ten. He was ten percent of all of the records sold in the world, or five percent of all the records sold in the world one year. Incredible. He sold three hundred million records. So I don't imagine Bernie Taupin short of a few bob. <laughs> to be fair, uh, was the movie any good? My mum really, really, really good. It. Yeah, really, very enjoyable. And you kind of forget that how many fucking songs that that, that pair wrote together. Wow, and they're all amazing. And yeah. they're all amazing. Done very, very well. Mm. Good on and, him. And, and, and for a man who wears spectacles, a great uh, spectacle um, hero, spectacle legend. So is that something you would look to as a man who also wears spectacles? Yeah, I think he overegged the pudding a lot of the time. 
got a bit of day madness spectacles going just, on sometimes. Just, just, just he would travel with so many different kind of like spectacles. Like spectacles were like bits of hair on them and stuff. It didn't really. What do you make Ugh, of it? I don't think was... enough has been made of that baseball outfit he used to wear. Yeah, banger. Absolute banger. Yeah, it doesn't really get as much. I mean, if Bowie wore that, my God, it'd be iconic. <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> that was, uh, what, what, uh, what, what um, baseball stadium did he play? I'm not sure. Because he's sort of, sort of one of those rare artists that kind of was probably bigger in the US than he probably was in the UK, you'd say. I don't know. Yeah. Speaking of Bowie. I, I, remember, I remember my dad telling me that his one of his friends at work threw all of his Elton John uh, records in the bin when he found out he was gay. Really? Which, I'm sorry, two things. Obviously, that is a ridiculous thing to do. Yeah. And another thing, how the fuck didn't you know? Yeah. You absolute prick. Like my mum my mom says, like, she talks with, like, incredulity that they didn't really ever consider it. Yeah. and uh, Because I think, he, I think he might have been married for, to a woman for a while mm. and no one really questioned it. <laughs> like, it's funny, isn't it, how things are so obvious in front of you but you don't, you don't look at it. But speaking of David Bowie, this is something I think people will be interested in. I just want to play out this clip. Have you heard David Bowie talking about the internet before the internet yeah, came about? Yeah, cool. I think people would have heard it. I'm going to play it because I'm not sure everyone would have heard was, it. I think... Um, I think the anniversary of his death, I think it sort of got knocked around. But so let's have a listen. In 1999, David Bowie said this about the internet when it was, of course, in its very nascent stage. I don't think we've even seen the tip of the iceberg. I think the potential of what the internet is going to do to society, both good and bad, is unimaginable. I think we're actually on the cusp of something exhilarating and terrifying. It's just a tool, though, isn't it? No, it's not. No. No, it's an alien life form. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, when you think then about the Is there life on Mars? <laughs> yes, it's just landed here. But yeah. that's, it's a simply a different delivery system there. You're arguing about something more profound. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about the, the, the actual context and the state of content is going to be so different to anything that we can really envisage at the moment, where the interplay between the user and the provider will be so in simpatico, it's going to, it's going to crush our ideas of what m- mediums are all about. Amazing. Incredible. It, is, it is incredible, isn't it? So prescient. But do you think he just got a bit lucky there, or do you think he was genuinely very, very, very insightful about it? He was very into it, and he sort of understood yeah. the, the, the power it could have, but his voice there, David Bowie's voice, that's a lifetime of tabs in it. That I is a lifetime. His laugh, the laugh, <laughs> you can tell by the laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also like whenever you get like a ser- so-called serious uh, journalist interviewing someone who's uh, a member of the arts or certainly like the, the, the soft arts like the rock and roll and stuff, yeah. they treat them with very little respect. They treat them with very, like, a sneering res- lack of respect. It, I always from think. Paxman? Yeah. He kind of did that to everyone to be fair. No, I, you know, I don't think he ne- necessarily did that. You, you see it quite a lot but I, the, the respect people give the bell ends in fucking in the in in the House of Commons compared, to, yeah, yeah, compared yeah. to someone who's who's not. They you know it's like the perception of the fact that because he's just in quotes a singer or a songwriter, he mm. wouldn't know anything about anything else. And so yeah. they give Yeah, all right. Well listen, if you predicted the internet mm. um, and can prove it, hello at lukeandpeacher.com to email us in. We're gonna read some more of your emails after this. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. In it just, in it just. Yeah, welcome back J-A to there. Luke and Pete's show. Good to hear Julian Assange still kicking. Uh, Pam Naranson on his tail, no doubt. <laughs> Steady. Um, well, she probably is chasing him around. Did you? By the way, speaking of um, that kind of caper, mm. ultimate interview flex from Joe Rogan last week. Have you got into Joe Rogan? I'm no, I haven't. About you. I haven't. I haven't okay, listened to cool. it, but I saw that he did a three-hour interview with Edward Snowden. Mm. That is a flex. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast flex, mate. But, but Edward Snowden's been on a lot of stuff lately, hasn't he? Because he got a book to sell. I right. saw his book in the in Waterstones, and I thought that's going to be dull, isn't it? <laughs> I can't. I can't do three hours interview with Edward Snowden. I mean, the man doesn't man live in a cupboard. Well, it's just going to be him talking. It's just going to be Joe Rogan talking about DMT and MMA and stuff and other <laughs> yeah. acronyms. CBD <laughs> initialization. Yeah, CBD. Yeah. Rogan is the kind of he's he's the he's the main guy for this though, isn't he? I mean, for some reason, but the thing I find so I do a fair amount of interviews, as I know you do, in different circumstances, and I find myself doing interviews quite a lot with people who are known, but I don't know them. So I've got a very short amount of time to get to know them, try and settle them in, to get a good interview out of them, and it's hard. But for some reason, Joe Rogan seems to be able to get um, people for a massive amount of time and he's able to talk to them about whatever they want and no one stops him. I mean, if I had that, I'd be brilliant. I'd be really good at it. Yeah, but I mean, like he's he's been doing that for a long time, hasn't he? And he's and he's the hero of all the bros out there, isn't he? And I also feel I've got a, um, I've got a, um, a sort of slightly different opinion on the length of content and stuff from that point of view but also from like a written point of view if you if you look at um so joe rogan does three hours with Edward snowden mm. there's no reason he can't be edited there's no reason you can't edit that down mm. into a really amazing hour you're gonna make the same amount of revenue you're gonna have so it's gonna be a far better pace more broad um appeal because it's not going to be so long because the amount of people who look at that video on youtube and go three hours i ain't watching that do you know what I mean? Yeah, but and it's the I same mean, with the athletic that that new sports website, football website. Mm-hmm. It's great content, great, great people in working with it. Obviously, a really exciting project. But my God, does it need a sub editor? I mean, it's got. I mean, there was a piece about Ed Woodward the other day, the Man United um, 
uh, chief exec. Mm. Um, that was, I think, mate. I think it was almost four thousand words long. But do you not read that? Do you not read pieces like that? And it's like oh, I'm really enjoying this writing. I never wanted to stop, and then it stops. You're like, oh, I'm gonna have to go outside now. It sucks. Do I not read pieces like that? No, I don't. Okay then. No. Well. What, what do you think you about told. Joe Rogan? The length of Joe Rogan's interviews, Pete. Um, I've only listened to, uh, I think, a Bernie Sanders one and a couple of others. Do you, do you Bernie then? Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. How we did bought Bernie. <laughs> what do you got? Well, Joe, uh... he said something really <laughs> weird. Um, he said something really. He was talking about um, how black people should deal with um, policemen stopping them. Uh, and he was just like, respect them, you know, respect what they're trying to do and stuff. And he, he didn't come off very well. Right. A, a rare own goal from uh, BS. Big Bernie. Bit of BS from BS. Are you feeling the burn? I like burn. Uh, I was chatting to the lead singer of Vampire Weekend. Love it. Lion King soundtrack. Lion King soundtrack. It's the only way I can... The Lion King soundtrack never comes up in the in the Elton John biopic. Furious. That's a shame. Circle of life, come on. When I first heard Vampire Weekend, I thought, I don't mind this, but it reminds me of the Lion King soundtrack, which is, I like the Lion King soundtrack. But it's gap yard, isn't it? They, gap yard. Yeah, but they've gone a little bit different now. That mm. that record, um, is it Modern Vampires of the City? That's a brilliant record. Mm. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, uh, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I like Bernie. He's, 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 but the Vampire Weekend guy was saying he likes Bernie, does he? He's been a long-term Bernie. And he sort of said, and he sort of made some pretty decent points. He sort of said that uh, he, um, you know, you look at everyone's kind of voting record and stuff. And that, that's, he's had a very, very long career. He's not like a new kid on the block, obviously. He's just had mm. an heart attack for crying out loud or whatever. Yeah. Or a heart issue. And uh, yeah, you can you can actually sort of look at that man's voting record and go, well, you know, nine times out of ten, he's, he's voted the right way. Yeah, for, he, for, you know. for your politics, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Well, yeah, for for yeah for for a um, democratic for a democratic uh, point of view, you look at mm. other people like um, like uh, who's the one who's embroiled in the big uh, Donald Trump um, Ukraine investigation? Oh, Joe. What's his name? Joe. Sleepy Joe. Joe, Joe B. <laughs> Joe B. Uh, shoulder shoulder touch. Uh, obviously, he. Um, people pointed out his voting record when it comes to uh, I think like segregation laws and stuff like that yeah, back yeah, in the yeah, day yeah, that's and right. he's another man who's, who's had a very long career but, um, he, but he is a classic kind of older man who instead of going I've changed uh, people have the capacity to change and yeah. that's what America should stand Does for he doubled down he just doubles down yeah, and, the and thing it's, is, just, it's just unhelpful if someone says to me do you like politics I say yes I do like politics but what I really mean is I like politicians that make gaffes mm. that's my main interest goals in this. And ga- on goals and gaffes and he makes a gaffe he loves a gaffe <laughs> you know me though Pete I'm more of a Ted Cruz guy <laughs> right um, emails hello at lukeandpeteshow.com to mm. get in touch we love to hear from you it's our favourite part of the show uh, even if it's not yours. So we are doggedly going to stick to it. Now, I think a lot of people do like hearing the stories as well. Yeah. What about this from Mike? Yes. Who says, hi guys, just listen to episode 199.62. The number's not important. That's why we're kind of subverting it with this nonsense naming convention. Uh, Luke brought up a couple of annoying examples of random shit everyone says in certain situations. Uh, yesterday, I found myself being one of those annoying people. My young son, was in the back of my very functional yet very boring for a five-year-old Vauxhall Vectra, mm. trying desperately to reach the light above him to turn it on. Without even thinking, I reflex turned into my dad and said, don't turn the light on or the police will pull us over. Oh. 
exactly what my parents always told me when I was a kid. I WhatsApp some mates when we got home to ask if they were taught the same lie by their parents, and a couple of them knew exactly what I was talking about. Um, so what is it in me that caused me to keep this lie going for another generation? The same compulsion that leads me towards turning the thermostat down in all situations? I hang my head in shame. Cheers, Mike. Now, my parents used to say that to me as well. Really? Is that That's like why a, I've dug this email out. Is this a lie? Is this like if you kind of if you do have your light on inside the car, that's somehow problematic to other road users. I think what it means, I think, I was thinking about this on the way in, and I, I believe that the genesis of it is that if you turn the light on inside and it's dark outside, you can't see as much outside. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because so, it would, yes. And the police will see you doing that and they'll pull you over and say, you shouldn't really be driving with that internal light on. Yeah, because you, the reflections from the uh, from yeah. the inside, so you wouldn't be able to see. Yeah, good exactly. point. But have I ever actually known of anyone being pulled over for it? No, I haven't. <laughs> so it could just be an urban myth. Have you ever, a, did your parents a, not tell it to you? Did they have a car when you no, were I did have a car, so <laughs> they couldn't drive. So uh, you've never had a car? You never, never grew up with never a car? Never had a car. So I don't really... So when it comes to um, little towns near Hartlepool, I'm sort of kind of a little bit cloudy because we don't ever go to places on a bus. Right. On a bus or on a taxi. Is that, you're so unused to travelling in cars, is that why you left an empty crisp packet in my car last time? I did, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was foolish of me. It's all right. Forgiveness, still there? Forgiveness, brother. Probably. You wouldn't, you wouldn't notice, you wouldn't notice yeah, there unless, I ne- t- unless I fessed up. I never would have known because I'd yeah. never get in the back of my own car. Uh, Stephen has come up with an email. Uh, hello again, lads. Just want to add to the chat on this about the uh, video games, the tie-in video games. Oh, great, yeah. Um, not only do I fully remember the Shaky, Shake and Stevens uh, one, nice. uh, which was basically a Pac-Man rip-off minus the pills, but I seem to recall it's coming on an actual floppy vinyl record. Because huh. obviously, it's just a sound It's just a sound file, Luke. Yeah. And uh, every now and again, you'd sort of hear about exotic kind of, you know, Luxembourg or Swedish radio stations that would fire out at like 1am, they'd fire out a, a computer program that you could record or even just put straight into your computer and load it up. Hang on. So uh, a, a, a sort of early computer video game mm. it's just a sound file yeah how does it how does it present itself visually then well it's like uh, so the sound file just represents the um, the peaks and the troughs of the waveform yeah I mean if, if I could manipulate my voice in such a way <laughs> like that yeah um, t- to make it um, to make it represent knots and ones for a computer to interpret uh, the, 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 the analog to digital converter uh, converts that you're already yawning. The well, analog to digital converter uh, converts the analog signal to a digital one that the computer can understand, uh, and then therefore it just it's the same. It, it, it just um, represents knots and ones in a, in a sound file. I don't know if my brain can compute this, mm. but it just meant that you could actually transmit um, programs over um, audio, radio, yeah, over radio. So you could just audio, record that, yeah. put that cassette into your video game. Think of some of them, the Amstrad was a cassette thing, mm. right? And you could play it. Well, that's how you used to copy. Um, copy games, isn't it? You'd, huh. put, you'd have one of those boom boxes with two um, audio cassette uh, um, boxes and uh, yeah, you just you, all you're doing is recording sound from one thing to the other and that's why when you get a shitty tape that's where the sound is a little bit degraded you get more errors and therefore it, it doesn't really work. Wow. But, um, I've learned something so, today. So that guy um, said that it came on a, on a vinyl record and uh, Frankie, actually a pretty good game, the Frankie Goes to Hollywood one, uh, games on the old spectrum. Uh, but there was also, <laughs> and a couple of people weirdly have uh, mentioned this, I don't know why, because I've never heard this before. Um, my Give My Regards to Broad Street game based on the film of the same name with Paul McCartney. Yes. I can't say whether that one was any good really, as although I used to play it, I had uh, little to absolute zero idea of what you were meant to do in it, if memory serves. Um, <laughs> Um, who who sent that email in? That was uh, Stephen. Yeah, Stephen so Joel. Nigel's also emailed in about this exact same game. He mm. says, while listening to your normal drivel, 
about 80s music video tie-ins. Mm. It reminded me of the uber-shite Paul McCartney game. Uh, give my regards to Broad Street. I seem to remember this was a time with the equally crap McCartney musical vehicle of the same name. I can only recall uh, small elements of the game, but you had to go around London tube stations trying to find bits of McCartney's lost album. <laughs> Living on the Isle of Wight in the 80s, the game seemed very cosmopolitan to me. Thanks, Nigel. So well, people the loving Isle, it. The Isle of Wight have got uh, Northern Line rolling stock on their train system, so it probably brought back a few memories. Uh, and if there was one way to make that particular thread more boring, you've just found it. Yep. So the ex-Northern Line trains on the, from the London Underground now are the trains in Isle of Wight, are they? Correct. Yeah. Looks uh, a bit like Paperboy, give my regards to Broad Street. Paperboy was a classic, though. Classic, mate. If I went back to Paperboy now, would I still like it, do you think? No, because it's fucking hard. I have a couple of times because I, I cherished that game when I was a kid, but I was never very good at it. And I don't think anyone is any good at it. It's an impossible, horrible game. So you had to guide the kid on the BMX down the street, avoiding all the... Um, Obstacles. Throwing papers at um, people using pneumatic drills, remote control cars, avoiding the grits in the road. Um, And then at the end, you get treated to a bit of a BMX um, off-road experience. Yeah, that's right. That's a great game. I completely forgot about the existence of that. An absolute classic. And and in the arcade version, uh, you didn't have a joystick on the um, premium version. You had a little handlebars. handlebars. My my favourite ever arcade game was a game I got in trouble with my parents for playing every day of our holiday to Mallorca Mm. as a kid. A little arcade down the bottom of the swimming pool bit, down over the other side of the swimming pool. And uh, not the bottom of the swimming pool, that'd be mental. Uh, and there was a ge- an arcade game in it. Every kid, every English kid or British kid who'd been there with their parents would be in there every day. It's called mm. White Tiger. White Tiger? Do you know of it? I don't. It, it sounds a, like Shinobi. It was an amazing uh, platformer where you were a, um, a a barbarian. A barbarian? Yeah. Or was it Black Tiger? It might have been Black Tiger. Hang on a second. Let me yeah. just Google. I'm typing in White Tiger Arcade. I'm getting... No, it's Black oh. Tiger. It was Black Tiger. Oh, right. Okay. It was absolutely amazing. Um, I'll play it. I'll play a clip of it for you now. Here we go. Wow. Look at this. You basically had to go, long ago, three dragons descended from the skies above with a rolling thunder and destroyed a kingdom into darkness. From lengthy suffering and darkness of the kingdom came one brave fighter. <laughs> you should do voiceovers. Black Tiger. <laughs> and you have to, you have to do that. You have to go and... It's like uh, Gorse and Goblins, Ghouls and Goblins. Basically, exactly like that. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. A bit of Turrican. Um, that was my favourite ever arcade game, but Paperboy was right up there. I used to love the WrestleMania game as well. Mm. But you'd have four. you'd have four... Points where you could play four player mm. in like a big raw rumble. Have you seen the uh, Have you seen the obscene um, brand new uh, WrestleMania game uh, that's getting um, getting pilloried for being fucking awful? Why? Um, it's because it's, like, it's just uh, it's just awful. Uh, they haven't um, well, they have players tested it and they've clearly just not bothered to um, fix any of the problems. So like people's faces come off, uh, people's uh, <laughs> sounds good. People's faces come off, people's hair just sort of go, goes crazy. People glitch through the floor. It is incredible. If you're not familiar with video games, if you're not familiar with uh, this particular game, just everyone just glitches out. People just fall through. Um, is it because they're under pressure to deliver it yeah exactly and they've got a new developer this year I think so people just freeze and kind of can just walk on it's just just a big old mess it's just a big old shame it looks Uh, quite realistic it it does look quite realistic until you actually start playing it and it's just 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 stuff like that happens. Just bad. She's yeah, just okay. got eye, floating eyeballs, floating mouth. Dear, oh dear, how can they dear, in all consciousness oh release that to the public? With right. DLC as well. 
on that bombshell before our faces fall off, <laughs> let's get out of here. We'll be back on Thursday with another episode of the Luke and Pete Show, Bye-bye. telling our stories and yours as well. Um, it's great to talk to you. Have a great week, and we shall see you soon. Say goodbye, Pete. Bye-bye. This was a Stakhanov production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.